Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today coming from Canada, we have the pleasure to receive Catherine Opondo, our coach Kathy O. She is a she facilitates healing circles that help women release trauma so that they can go on to co-create lives that they are excited about living. She is a mom of five and grandmom of two. She immigrated to Canada about four years ago, a move she made to save her life and to seek peace. Now, the first question I'm going to ask you, Catherine, how did you get there? What happened? Did I get to Canada here? Yeah. Yeah. How did you get to Canada? What happened? Hey. Thank you. First of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be on your podcast and I'm I'm really excited to be associated with you. So how did I get here? Well, my marriage of three decades broke down. And after it broke down, it turned abusive in all aspects. You name it, physically, emotionally, financially. It was just abusive in every way. So things spiraled out of control so fast that before I knew it, I couldn't even put food on the table for my children. I could not take my children to school. There was nothing that I was able to do for them. And on top of that, I got the inkling that my life was in danger. My phones were tapped. I had strange cars trailing me. I had several instances where I felt that I was really not safe. So, I parked. I took my minors, the minors of the marriage, there were two girls. And I headed to the airport. And that's how I came to Canada. I just made the decision and I was out. I can't hear you. Okay, now you can hear me. <laughs> yes, okay. So the shift that you experience in your mind, in your heart, was it at the moment you felt unsafe? one day too much or was there a specific event that triggered to say okay you know what I'm packing and taking my girls and I go when the relationship turned abusive I realized that I just couldn't do it no more so I came to the realization that I had been taking abuse over the 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 period of the marriage and um, I sort of looked at it like normal so I kept on thinking that no no this is okay I mean this is the way other marriages are but then at that point I just realized I could not do it anymore and I had an intuition in me that I could not ignore anymore. So 
it was, it came up gradually. But when I made the decision, it was made. So I left. And you did amazing because you listened to your intuition, you listened to your gut, you listened to this hunch. And yes. that has been life-saving for you. It indeed was. Because following up to that, there was something else that gave me the indication that had I stayed, things would not have been well. So I, I, um, I, I really thank, um, I thank my God that I listened to my intuition. I believe that intuition is God's way of speaking to us, you know, because he's not going to like call you or tell you this and that, but he gives you guidance. So I thank God that I listened to my intuition and made that decision. That is just amazing and beautiful. It's true on a daily basis when we tune in and we deeply listen mm -hmm. and we accept to connect. Mm -hmm. We're able to hear and to mm -hmm. feel in ways mm -hmm. that are not of that world, but that are very real. Yes. Yes. In my life, I heard only three times. I put only in front of it, but it, it really three times. I heard three times in my life the sound, the voice, I would say of God. Yeah. It's an angel, but I think it's God. <laughs> you know? But because when you do not have anybody around you and you hear loud and clear, crisp and clear, you cannot hide your ears. You hear. You cannot ignore it. It does not work that way. It's different. You know, this realization comes and it is so powerful that you just have to do it. You cannot ignore other. And you know that if you ignore it, then the consequences, you would have to live with the consequences, which might not be pleasant at all. And we have seen it in the number of uh, women that are being murdered in marriages, the, the, the number of, of women that are being maimed. And it's not only, it's not, it also goes the other way, but of course women make the bigger numbers. Their heart, their mane, they lose limbs, they are forever changed out of those kind of things. So, yeah, when you have that institution, that strong feeling in you, or sometimes when you hear that voice telling you, you've got to act on it. This is exactly true. When you follow your intuition, it's just right. Yes. It's, it's always right. But then... I remember when you told me your story during our intro call, <laughs> I, I always found amazing how you said, I had 30 years of marriage that was going so well. Or so did I thought. <laughs> did I yeah. think. And I was like, interesting way of putting things. 
for so long you are okay with it and you feel okay with it, you feel safe, it's okay, everything. What changes suddenly or is it your awareness that suddenly changes? What happens? Okay, during the 30 years, there were incidences that would come up and then would work it out. Then that would cool things. But what happened during this time is that I refused to work it out because I thought that really I'm being used as a doormat here. And I said, no, this this is not the way I want to live my life. You know, I was approaching my golden years. I call them golden years because I believe that this is the best time of my life. And I, I didn't I didn't want to live like that. So when I said no, things spiraled out of control. And that the the so-called beautiful marriage that I had, it just faded in an instant. And I thought that, really, yesterday we were here, and then today we are down and under and out. Didn't I matter? Didn't he feel anything for me? I struggled for a while getting over the relationship. But for him, it was like the light out and gone. So the more I thought about it, I felt, yeah, okay, now I don't want to live like that. I, I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. So today's topic is healing is a personal choice. I really like how we go about that choice because it really is a choice. It's really a moment when you decide, you make a decision to embrace a new unknown version of you, a healed version. You don't know how it is before you are there. So it's like, okay, I, I dream of something, I hope something, I hope it's going to be good. And then sometimes the path is bumpy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, healing indeed is a personal choice. You can choose to live your life the way it has been and stay in pain. Or you can choose to take the high, bigger, bigger walk. I mean, take the leap. And do the work and be free. I usually tell people that forgiveness really is a personal choice. It's it's a personal gift. It is not for the other person. When you forgive, it frees you from the anger. It frees you from um, relieving the experiences every day. And it also frees you from plotting revenge. Because when you're angry and you refuse to forgive, you're thinking, 
this and that and that and the other happened. So I want to counter all these things. You giving that person rent-free space in your mind, it's not worth it. And and you keep burning, you keep burning. It's like you're drinking poison and you're expecting the other person to die. In essence, you're really just hurting yourself. I told you my my, my ex moved on in a split second. So if I did not let go of that, I would still be struggling. Is it worth to struggle that much? No, so you have to make the choice. It it depends on really what you want. The mind usually defaults to panic and it defaults to what it knows. So even thinking that you're going to go out of your comfort zone by just one degree is a very scary incident for your mind. And if you opt not to do it, then you stay stuck in the pain and in the anger. When you make the choice that you want to do the work, it's never pretty. But at the end of it all, it will be worth it. You go up, down, down back, you slip backwards, you sometimes you even want to give up and you're like, I really want to surrender. But if in you, you really want to seek the freedom and live a fulfilled life and enjoy your life, then I think that uh, you really have to think about making the choice and doing the work and choosing yourself, choosing life. Choosing your life, choosing the life of your children, choosing the life of your loved ones. Because when you heal, then the people around you also heal. But when you're stuck in pain and in anger, this, and, and you know children or, or the people are, they, they sense all these emotions and what have you, and everything just spirals out of control. Then you become um a shadow of yourself. You're not the person that you used to be. And this will affect all your relationships. Just for one person. So you make the choice. If you're done, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you make the choice and do the work. Hard hard as it may be, but worth at the end. Because there is nothing, nothing worth more than your life. Nothing. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you say. (laughs) It's just gold. And if... In the audience, you can hear with your heart and give yourself the chance of healing. And indeed, healing means forgiving. Plus, relearn a new mindset, a new belief, a new subconscious life. It means all of that. You know, the reason why we have these conversations 
it's because during the time I was living in domestic violence. Okay. A few time, 15 years. But mm -hmm. I was really struggling every day. One time five years, one time 10 years. So I had two different stories. And I thought that if I would leave the second story, it would just go on and on with the third story, same same thing, maybe worse, okay. you know? And I did not know about healing. Moreover, my original language is French. And in mm -hmm. French, the word healing, when you translate it directly, it really talks about the body healing. There is no specific word to really say the inner healing, your inner wound healing, your inner child. It's not regarded as something tangible that you can go to the doctor and see how you heal on your hands or your body. So even the language is not conducive to do that work. In English, it is conducive because we really do understand and really we do talk about those intangible, very real emotions, beingness, part of us, memories, subconscious belief. If I would have heard those conversations, I am convinced that I would have grabbed hope and left earlier. Exactly. This is why we are here having those conversations so that you in the audience, you listening to this, we mm -hmm. grab hope. Understand that you can heal. There is a life beyond the abuse. The abuse can be anything for that matter. Mm -hmm. From self-abuse to domestic violence, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, as you're saying that... Um, you you could have probably left earlier. I think that is something that comes to all of us. Because then you like like for me, I asked that why did I really have to wait thirty years to make the move? And yet it's not that I was peace I was having it all one day. And then the next day, things just turned. No, it came on in increments. But like, and especially in the African society, these things are normalized. You're going to be told like, oh, it's okay. That is the way men behave. There's a favorite uh, uh, saying that I, I, I don't like hearing. And they say that it rains everywhere. So you see, that is normalizing the behavior of the abusers. I mean, if you're told that it rains everywhere, so you're thinking, so even if I left here and I went to the other place, it will still rain there. Or if I went to, it will still rain there. And to, 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 to draw from your experience, because you say you had it twice, probably you would have had it a third time if you did not make the choice to heal, but because you made the choice to heal, you then knew you deserved better. You knew better and knew that you deserved better. 
and bringing also bringing this awareness. I mean, nobody wants to sit there and say that, hey, I used to be abused and this and that. Nobody enjoys. But this work that we do, somebody, I keep wishing that I wish I had had somebody talk about their experience and I would have, uh, I would have, you know, used that experience to look at mine and think that something is not right here. But I didn't have that opportunity. So what did I think? That's a normal thing. When you speak to the other people there, but you think that we, us who've been in marriages for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, what do you think it's like? It's never rosy. Then you're like, okay, I know everything cannot be perfect. Nobody can have it all. But honestly, abuse is not tolerated. Abuse is not to be tolerated. So if somebody had spoken about it and I had them speak about it, I would have drawn from the experience and related to mine and thought that this is not right. But that opportunity was not there. So then you just go on thinking that it is okay. He will change. It is going to be fine. And you do nothing about it. And you see, when you do nothing, nothing changes. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Something has to change for change to occur. But if it is still the same, then you still get the same result. It's absolutely, you, 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 you speak the truth. You are mm-hmm. saying the truth. I can mm-hmm. totally recognize that every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, abuse means abnormal use. So if you don't know what is normal, or if mm-hmm. normal is to be abused, mm-hmm. you do not know that it is abnormal use. Even though you feel unwell emotionally, and you feel it doesn't sit right with you. But you know what? And you just like brush it away because you feel that if you really raise that, you might lose it all. And you don't know what you may find if you lead all and becomes very scary. But the truth is that the thought of losing what you have is so much scarier than the actual fact of packing, taking your plane. God. You know, for me, I had reached a point whereby the pain of staying in that relationship was greater than the fear of the unknown. And I felt like, you know what? Let me just go and discover something else. I am ready for that. I will take whatever comes with it. So I like the way you say that abuse is abnormal use. Indeed, it is abnormal use. And your body will tell you. Even if you're ignoring it, you are not saying yes, you are not acknowledging what is happening, and you keep saying, no, this is... But your body will tell you. You will. Ha- I had constant headaches. I had such bad headaches. My, whenever my sister would call me, she called me like... <sighs> 
three days in a row and she found me lying down and she's like, are you okay? She said, I have a headache. Day one, she's like, okay, take some uh, uh, painkillers and take it easy, relax. You've been working hard really of, of late. Just take it easy and relax. She called me the following day. How are you feeling? The headache is still there. Really? She called me on day three. How, wh- how are you feeling today? The headache is still there. She told me, you know what? I am coming to your house right now. And I'm taking you to see the doctor. I hadn't told her what was happening then. When she came home, I think I couldn't hold it any any longer. So I just told her that, you know what? This is actually what is happening. And she's like, no wonder you've been having these constant headaches. So your body will always tell you. Some people, it manifests in tummy pains. It, there's always a way that your body is going to indicate. And it's different for everybody. Your body will indicate to you that everything is out of balance. You know, my, 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 my favorite uh, uh, speakers, Louise Hay, she she said, well, I like to talk about them in present tense because I still refer to their work, you know. So she says that disease is dis-ease if your body is not at ease, you know. So the body and your body keeps score of everything that happens to you. And it will manifest in some way. So if you keep ignoring the symptoms, it is eating you inside. But my my encouragement is that pay attention to what is happening. Sit down and really just have an honest conversation with yourself because you know the truth. You may not know my story, but I know mine. I don't, I may not know the details of yours, but you know yours. So sit down and have that honest conversation with yourself. And just think and see if everything is going well for you. And you know, well, my is different for each and every person. It's different for each and every relationship. Just look at it and have that conversation and see if everything is going as you expect. Of course, there are certain things that like abuse in any way cannot be tolerated. But it is for you to decide. Nobody else can decide that for you. It's true. It is true. I love Louise Hay as well. She really, really brings a gigantic awareness there's a link between how you feel and how you heal. Yes. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. And that some 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 steps are uh, logical. Let me say logical. But then you begin wondering, so why didn't I do this in the first place? You know? But I suppose uh, the larger population usually leaves the societal norms, you know, the society's narrative. Or this is the way 
this is supposed to happen. So you just go along with the flow, even if it is not working for you. Because I'm telling you, it takes a few courageous people to say that, no, this is not right. Everybody else has been out against you. I was told that you must be crazy because we lived the high life. I drove whatever car I wanted. I went on holiday wherever I wanted to go. But when I made that decision, somebody told me, you must be crazy. You're leaving all this, all you have built together. You're throwing away 30 years of marriage. You're throwing away the security of your children. Just because you cannot take a, a, some physical abuse uh, uh, from the man here and there. Because that is the way society has experienced it. So they thought that I'd gone out of my mind. And indeed, I was told that I needed to go and, and see a, a, a mental health uh, psychologist or, because they thought that I'd gone mad. But you know, sometimes you get to a point whereby you just can't do it anymore. And I think that that's where I had gotten to. I I just could not. I tried what I had been trying all the years to persevere, to ignore it, to sweep it under the car, not to think about it. But this time around, it could not just work. And I said, I'm not ignoring that. You did so well. I'm so proud of you. You finally listened and you finally came to terms with the fact that no, it is not working. No, it is not safe. No, it is not the best. No, no, mm -mm, not that way. You deserve good. You deserve to be happy. You know, one word. Yeah, you deserve to be happy. You have the, you do not have the right to be happy. You have the duty to be happy. Even if it is not with the person you are um, bound with. You have the duty to be happy. Wow, that is powerful. That is the thought that allowed me to shift my mind and leave my first ex-husband. So when I heard I have the duty to be happy, oh wow. So if I have the duty to be happy, I cannot be with that man. I have to leave. Okay, I'm gone. And I was gone. Like, okay, finished. No more. Mm -hmm. Because I knew I wasn't happy. I knew it did not fall for me. I knew I was in danger every week. Mm -hmm. I knew one or two times a day he was exploding in anger with a lot of mental health issues, of course. But, yeah. I mean, exploding? Mm -hmm. Like punching the walls and bleeding his own uh, hand, mm -hmm. like turning over the table. That kind of thing is like, wow. <laughs> well, in my case, in your case, he punched the walls. In my case, he punched me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I thought, I, I honestly said, I remember asking myself, since when did I allow myself to be treated like this? Since when? And and why do I think 
that this is okay to be treated like trash. Mm-mm. And and do you know how I left? I just packed. I chose the place that I came to here on the map. I didn't have any family, no friends, no nothing. We came and we started living in a hotel. Then from there, we just started, you know, when you're determined to do something, then, I mean, the the ways open up. It's not easy, but they do, they, they do what you have to do the work. This is what I'm saying. You really have to put in the work and the effort and you really have to want it. And then things happen for you. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to my daughter the other day and we were laughing and I said, do you remember when we came and we didn't know which way the buses went? So we would go to the, to the bus stop if we wanted to get onto a bus because obviously I didn't have a car then. So, because we didn't know the timings, maybe we'd get to the bus stop and you see, oh, the bus has just gone. And then when you look across the road, you see the other one coming. So we would cross the road and hop on to the other, because we didn't know where we were going. But that was the process for us to be able to learn, slowly by slowly. Then we got to know all those timings. Then we got to know, oh, if we want to go downtown, you go this way. And if you want to go the opposite Slowly by slowly, I'm going to learn. But was that, was it fun? Hello. And then, you know, Canada is, is oh my goodness, the cold. Come out and you're in minus, minus 35 degrees Celsius and you are riding the transit, my friend. You know, the totally places before, but nothing like minus. I think the coldest place I'd lived in was maybe minus 10. Thereabouts. Here, it snows and the snow is, is, is up to your knees. So that was a totally new experience. Texas, so we look back, yeah, well, we look back and we laugh and and we're like, oh yeah, we really had to go through that to be able to get where we are today. Yes. I can't hear you again. Yeah, we just lost you a little bit. Okay, that's better. Sorry. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I said that it really makes me laugh because I come from Switzerland. And mm-hmm. in some part of the country, it's really like cold and it's not, wow. uh, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not uh, with the, the, the snow only up to your knees. The snow is twice or three times your height. It's like you, you, you walk in a maze. And you don't know, you just follow the road because what they do is that they keep the road uh, with salt so that you can still see the road. You see on the side those wall of snow and sometimes you just like take the snow with your hand just to see, it's real snow, can't, what's that? And it goes minus 35, minus 18, minus 20, minus things like that. It does go there. And I remember... 
I mean, you have to have the appropriate gear to go through that because otherwise you just freeze on location and dead because it doesn't. We, we are not made to sustain such level of cold, but with appropriate gear it works. But I, I, it's so amazing. You know, there was a, I was reading the book of uh, the former president of Ghana. And during his 20s, he went to Russia to study. In Russia, so it goes super, super cold. And the coldest for him was 20 Celsius, 20 degrees Celsius, meaning 70, yeah, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. That was the coldest he knew. Let him go now to Russia and to experience a real cold. The minus, like he told us, he, 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 he wrote in the book, it's like the cold is crushing your bones. And I read that, I said, yes, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. You feel that it crushes your bones. It does. Yeah, that's the feeling. And then you, oh my goodness, it, oh, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just. And <laughs> <laughs> living at that, but goodness, fast. And then we arrived in August, <laughs> and at the end of September, it had already gotten so cold. By mid October, it was snowing. I'm surprised that now it's mid October, and we haven't even gotten any snow yet. But that time, I don't know what happened. Maybe this global warming effect and and stuff, but. And you know, for us coming from the tropics, it was a totally new experience. Yeah. But uh, all experiences are part of the ultimate plan to get to where you are. You have to go through all that. And you see, now we look look back and we're smiling about it. I mean, there was a time that we didn't even... Well, I personally didn't think I would ever get smile again in my life. Oh. I thought I was done. I thought mm -hmm. my life was over. Until I made the decision that I said, you know what? I really don't deserve this. I I, I, I can't continue doing this. I, I want a difference. I want to enjoy my life. Catherine, I so much appreciate you. I so much appreciate the, the, the golden... I mean, I totally agree. You are living your golden years. Mm -hmm. You bring wisdom, experience. You bring your life. You value yourself. You love yourself. It's, it's, you can feel it from here. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely amazing you are a real inspiration thank you so to thank you. find you because i know that our listeners they are here okay where is she where is she i want to find her okay so we have a website that is casarinopondo.com simple yeah let me go <laughs> yes on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Just go in the description of this episode. You have all the detail. Go to the main, to the speaker page. You have everything that is up to date. And 
Catherine, when you update your links for any reason, let me know so that I update so that even 10 years from now, we're still up to date. Okay, I will have that in mind and I'll definitely let you know whenever I update anything. That's amazing. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. Blessings, love and peace to you and your loved ones. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to have been on your podcast and I send you peace and blessings too. Thank you. Thank you.